Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. From the Gert Boyle Studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. We turn now to one Portlander's efforts to provide food and personal items to unhoused people in the city. Marie Cubbon lives in the Woodstock neighborhood. She has created what she calls a giving fence made up of stacks of bright yellow plastic bins. But as the Portland Mercury recently reported, some neighbors have taken issue. Courtney Vaughn is the news editor of the Mercury, and she joins us with the details. It's good to have you on the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being with us. Can you just first just describe this this giving fence that's featured in your story? What does it look like? Sure. Um, you know, it's definitely unusual for a fence. It's um, basically just a row, or I should say a few rows of bright yellow plastic bins. They look very similar to the yellow bins that um, you would receive at a house to put your uh your glass recycling in, uh, but they're essentially just repurposed Amazon bins. And they're, um, you know, maybe six feet, seven feet in uh, length, um, pretty short height wise, but just, you know, a few rows of these bins all, you know, fastened together and staked into the ground securely that are kind of like little organizers, if you will. And what is organized? What's the stuff in these bins? Yeah, so there's a variety of items, and it's meant to provide um, essentials. So in some of the bins, you'll see um, tarps or um, other rain gear for when it's, you know, that kind of weather. Some of the bins have um, shoes in them or clothing items. Uh, Other bins, you can see things like flashlights, gloves, um, you know, there's hygiene products, things like tampons, a variety of items kind of make their way in there. Uh, And not all of them are provided by the property owner. A lot of folks have kind of been stocking the bins if they're able to. Huh. The way people might approach a a little um, book box, taking a book or leaving a book. Exactly. How much do people seem to be using, taking and and, and using the, the stuff in these bins? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, on my personal visits to the site, um, people will stop by pretty frequently. Um, you know, it's anywhere from every 15 minutes to uh, 30 minutes, maybe depending on the time of the day or the weather. Uh, the property owner, Maury um, Cubbin says, you know, people are pretty, are there so frequently that sometimes it's hard to keep the bins stocked with supplies. So it, it's definitely getting a lot of use. Um, there's a lot of foot traffic in that area. Uh, you know, and, and the folks who are accessing the bins range um, in age, background, everything. This was, as I noted, this was put together by a woman named Maurice Cubbin. What's motivating her? Yeah, I think, you know, this is the type of person who saw need in her community and felt compelled to help in whatever way she could. It definitely started pretty small. Um, you know, she started with just a single bin that she set out in her yard with um, just recycled bottles and glass bottles of water. And this was, you know, during a really hot summer and she was worried that folks were didn't have access to water. So she just set out a bin and she had bottles of water. Uh, that eventually grew into sort of, um, you know, pantry, like a free pantry that we see at, around the city. Uh, and that had a few bins in it. And it has sort of grown in size and structure to now be more of a fence with multiple bins. What are the city's rules in terms of things like food pantries or larger ones like this fence 
or community refrigerators, outdoor extension corded refrigerators? Yeah, so the, I was talking to code enforcement about this, and it sounds like their rules are that, you know, free pantries are fine so long as there's not a bunch of uh, perishable food being left out or things that would attract rodents, things like that. Um, the free refrigerators, free fridge program is technically not allowed, uh, according to city code. You're not allowed to be storing, um, you know, household appliances outside or plugging them in. Um, we know that we have them, but it, but technically they are not allowed by code. Um, and so, you know, it's worth noting that this particular um, person had a free pantry, uh, was got some complaints, and um, she sort of had tried to keep, you know, evolving the um, the items and the way that she was putting it out to appease um, the city's code system. So, but just so I understand, by, the, the, the having cubbies where you can where you put stuff that in and of itself is, does not go against city code. It's just that you can't put, say, perishable items. Putting a bunch of cans or tampons, that seems okay. That's my understanding. That's the way it was explained to me. And yet, as you noted, complaints have come into the city. What kinds of things have neighbors, or I guess anybody, what kinds of things have they complained about? Yeah, so initially, um, there were complaints about spoiled food being left out. Um, and we should note that um, Mori doesn't actually put food out. Uh, folks will put some food there, um, you know, if they if they want to donate to the fence. Um, but she doesn't typically stock it with perishable things or food. Um, but initially, it did come from complaints of um, some spoiled food being left out. So there was a visit from code enforcement. Um, they, they got some issues resolved. Um, and But as you probably noticed, uh, code enforcement noticed some other issues because they, they can do that. So it's kind of become a little bit of a, um, a burden for her. But um, it did start initially with the uh, with complaints of food being left out, which he was able to rectify pretty easily, but a lot of the complaints have just still generated from um, all of the, you know, all of the items being left in the fence. Are any neighbors on board with this? Yeah, I, you know, there's a mix of feelings about this. Um, you know, as I noted, she tries. She's tried really hard to comply with the city's requests, um, and there are some neighbors that definitely are not happy about it. Um, they find it to be unsightly. Others blame it for, um, you know, a proliferation of uh, food and garbage around the general neighborhood. Um, but whether that's, you know, from the fence is we're not quite clear. But there are a lot of folks who are um, happy to see that she's doing this and will drop off items if they can. Um, you know, she's got, you know, local businesses nearby that try to help out when they can by donating either services or materials. Uh, you know, I spoke to a few neighbors who felt like this really um, personified the community and a sense of, of community spirit and helping that that made them feel welcome. Uh, and I've also spoken to other folks who live in the neighborhood who are just kind of, you know, say it doesn't really hurt anybody and they're happy to see that folks are helping those less fortunate. So it's definitely gotten some mixed reactions. It's, it's garnered cold code enforcement complaints and it's garnered some, you know, ill will from others about um, feeling like it, you know, invites littering throughout the neighborhood. But um, for the most part, she's she's had positive feedback. Has she shown any um, sign of backing down in the face of the frustration on some part of her neighbors? No, I mean, it's interesting. She's faced, you know, a slew of code enforcement complaints and and tried really hard to, <laughs> to, to 
comply with them and rearrange things as needed. So someone's clearly not happy about it. Um, and they're using the, the code enforcement system to kind of try to get it um, removed. But, um, you know, she's, uh, Maria Cummins is really, this is, comes from her heart. It comes from a, de- a place of deep empathy from her perspective. And she has no intention of backing down. You know, she has told code enforcement officers and written correspondence, the fence isn't going anywhere. Um, you know, she got sort of a green light from somebody at the city that, it complies with fencing rules and she intends to keep it up as long as she can. She feels like it's an important service. A lot of people are using it. And especially as the city moves into, um, you know, more strict uh, rules and restrictions on, um, you know, resting and, and um, homelessness, she feels like it's, it's more important than ever to be able to provide little essential services and um, access to goods like water and hygiene items. Courtney Vaughn, thanks very much. Thanks so much, Dave. Courtney Vaughn is the news editor for the Portland Mercury.